1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
0: The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch me recording this podcast live on Amp. Amp is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with me in person while recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow me at John Middlecoff to get notified when I go live what is going on everybody john middle cop three and out podcast subscribe wherever you may listen if you're listening to this you're not subscribed do it right now here's what we got going on because of my man james one of our producers here at the volume and on the show behind the scenes for making this happen he did it last year he did it again this year pittsburgh steelers team captain Cam Hayward joins us today. Total stud. So we will have him today. The plan is tomorrow, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram, we're going to do a mailbag. So fire in those direct messages on my Instagram. We will do a big mailbag tomorrow. We will have a go-low pod on Wednesday. And then probably the week of July 4th, we're probably going dark. People need some time off in this operation. It's not just me, though. I I can't act like I'd be down to work. I'm going to take a little breather as well. But So probably no content a- after this week. So Cam Hayward, mailbag, some Golo pod, and uh, we'll have to do for a little while. But enjoy today. Cam's total stud. Understand, easy to understand when you listen to him, definitely when you talk to him. Obviously, you watch him play. He's a baller, but just why he's, you know, the team captain of one of the most prestigious organizations in in all of sports. But before we dive into the interview... If you're a Steeler fan, if you're listening to this, I, I know you guys travel well. If you want to go to a game, do you want to watch your team on the road? Are you a football fan? Do you want to watch your team on the road? Chiefs fan, you want to go to Vegas? Download the GameTime app. Go to your smartphone. Go to your app store. Download the GameTime app. They're the official ticketing app of this show. And you can go to any football game this fall. You just type in the promo code JOHN and you get $20 off. You want to go to a college game? You want to go to a baseball game this summer? Get out. Have a brewski. Enjoy some sun. Concerts. I'm going to Morgan Wallen in like three weeks. Hopefully his voice doesn't break down again. Looking forward to seeing that. I'm doing it because of Game Time comedy shows. Download the Game Time app. Promo code John. Tell your friends about it. I'm trying to save you guys some money. I don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Game Time promo code John. Back at it again this summer with uh, I, you know I I go I lean all pros over Pro Bowls. But six-time pro bowler, four-time all-pro team captain, though. That's probably the the coolest thing. Team captain of the
1: Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Hayward. What's up, bro? Nothing much. Appreciate you having me. How's it going? It's going good. You know, we got some good weather in Pittsburgh, finally. So, you know, embracing the sun.
0: You know, people it, forever, and you grew up, you know, NFL family been in football your whole life back in the day, like seventies and eighties is like, you sh- you do whatever the hell you wanted over summer Just show up in training camp and get in shape. Clearly that's changed. Uh, yeah. what's your, what's your workout program really from the season ends OTAs isn't probably as crazy when you first came into the league. Is it just to right. maintain or like, did you already hit a lift hard this morning? How's that? Uh, what's the plan?
1: So my morning is what we had our run at seven, our lift at eight, um and eight eight thirty, um and then I, I I sign up for Pilates after, <laughs> so I'm doing that and then uh, we have my, my son's uh, baseball game so I get to get out again and run around some more. When you say the run and the lift, like do you go into the team facility or do that separate? I'm doing that separately. So there's usually a couple of fields around and I've been working with my trainer for what, five or six years and, you know, it's worked out pretty good. And, um, you know, now it's time to just really kick it in the gear. I feel like everything before is like, you know, you're working towards OTAs, you're working towards many camp, but like now this is a time where, you know, we're really getting in the good shape, running a bunch. Um, you know, it's not just taking in the playbook. It's, you know, we're pressing the gas now. I mean, you've seen it all
0: now over the decade of just the OTAs, I've never been to one of your guys' practices, but just seeing from Jim Harbaugh up to Kyle Shanahan, just it's just a lot different than it was, you know, 10, 12 years ago in terms of the intensity. Do you still feel like the way Tomlin operates it intense? Obviously, you've been in the league a long time. You approach it differently, or is it not mandated, but are you kind of taking certain practices off, you know, in in June or late April, May, right? Just to keep your body fresh
1: for the season? Well, you know, the player in me wants to keep going no matter what. And, you know, I think the coaches have, you know, tempered me down in this time so I can really take advantage during the season. Um, But, you know, with a guy like me or, you know, a guy like like TJ or Minka, um, it's not just about getting those physical reps, it's mental reps. And, you know, it's about the communication we have. Um, you know, holding guys accountable, showing guys how we practice, showing guys how competitive we are. Uh, I think, you know, our, our mini camp is. And OTAs have been some of the most competitive uh, drills we've had just because, you know, guys are really buying in and trying to take as much as they can from each drill. Um, And Coach T always likes to say it's football like it's not football. We don't have pads on right now, but we have to do everything in our power to really take advantage of this time. So I think we're really doing that, Um, you know. Some teams, I think, do a disservice in saying, oh, we're not in full pads, so we're going to scale back. And, you know, we're going to, you know, prevent guys from doing a lot. But I like to think we accomplished a lot during that time, really bringing up the young guys and show them how we we do things around here.
0: And let's be real. I mean, your head coach at his core is a defensive coach, right? So, that's you know, he's not thinking... Post routes and run schemes, he's thinking intensity. So I would imagine the, did you see the video that went viral? You were probably in the meeting of him talking about the standard. I think it went last week and it's just, you know, you've played for one guy your entire career, which is, you have a lot of people that I'm sure you played with at Ohio state that have played on countless head coaches, even if they've been on the one team, even if they've jumped around the league, but it's,
1: it's probably gotta be, there's a lot of cohesion for you going in what's expected every single year. Well, like first for me like even though he's a defensive-minded coach I feel like when he's in practice he's always with the offense and that's played, just, wide, uh, receiver, played wide receiver right in college yeah and you know he, he he chooses his 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 team wisely and you know he pits each other against each other in those moments um and so I'm usually against him in that moment <laughs> but uh you know when I when I, I'm very lucky lucky to be a part of just one Head coach, one team, um, because I look around and I see so many guys going through different um, cycles of coaches and you see the ups and downs of it. And um, it's hard for a player to really, um, you know, reach the standards that are set by each coach because those could vary year in and year out. Um, How do you, you know, if a coach asks you to play one scheme and then the next year you're in a completely different scheme, you know, you're all up against it because you were trying to build off what you did last year. So uh, having a coach there for for some time uh, and, you know, creating that relationship, he knows how to push my buttons. And, you know, I think I'm better because of it.
0: I was talking to Colin Coward last week and we were kind of talking about some teams that didn't win the division last year that could win it this year. And you guys came to my mind because... Both your coordinators are back. <clears throat> Obviously, your head coach has been the same forever. And last year, when you came on this podcast, we talked about the quarterback big change for the first time in forever. Well, you have a returning quarterback who by the end of the season... I mean, you look at... I was watching some of his YouTube highlights and I had kind of forgotten because we're in the middle of June. He had some big-time comebacks mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Obviously, you guys finished, I think, seven and two to end the season, uh, not under 500 because that's... The Pittsburgh Steelers under no circumstances are are going under 500. You feel you know it's hard in the off season you don't have pads on but just the cohesion the the talent you have the coaching staff all returning pretty confident about where you are different even from
1: last year You know, I don't like to buy too much stock into the offseason, but I like to think uh, we addressed a lot of needs and brought in the right people. But, you know, going into the second year of our quarterback, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Um, I think Kenny has done a tremendous job to get us to this point. Um, But, you know, I know he's chomping at the bit for more. And, you know, he's a hungry quarterback. And to surround him with a lot of – moving parts, whether it's uh, another Rob, uh, another wide receiver and Allen Robinson, um, you know, more depth on the O-line. Uh, and I just think solidifying that group uh, can do wonders for him. If he's got time back there and he's able to process a little bit more, I think he's going to have a lot of success going forward. Was there a moment last year when he became the full-time starter,
0: whether it be a game, whether it be a week in practice, where you saw something with him that y- your confidence level – As a player who's been around a Hall of Fame quarterback in Ben, I'm not saying comparing him that he's going to be that, but I'm just saying that we can win with this player or I feel confident
1: in him as a player. Well, I think you just look at December in January and, you know, anytime it wasn't going his way, it never felt like he was out of sorts. Or it felt like, you know, the moment was too big for him. Um, you can look in the Baltimore game. Uh, and, you know, that I don't think they had given up, a, you know, a, a score in the fourth quarter for like some like amount of, you know, quarters, which was crazy. And, you know, he goes down and, you know, puts together a drive and, you know, you just see. Here, there. It wasn't just one person. He was feeding everybody. Um, and then you look at that, you know, the Christmas game um versus uh the Raiders, oh, the, the, the Raiders. And you know, that was, you know, a little bit of the same. And so every time we've needed a, a big drive at the end of a game, he was answer and he was able to answer the call and answer the bell. So, you know, I just look forward to not waiting till the fourth quarter. Let's let's get off the bus doing that. And uh, I think we'll have a lot more success that way.
0: For those older Steeler fans, you go back to back weeks beating the Raiders on Christmas and then beating the Ravens. I mean, that's what's that worth? That's two wins,
1: but that's worth about 5. Yeah, you know, I, I you, you start to think, man, if we had just gotten a chance to get in that playoff mix, uh, you know, you, you, we I thought we got hot at the right time. Um, and some of it is luck, some of it is getting hot at the right time, injuries, uh, all these things have to work together to have a a good chance in the playoffs, but I just like that we were getting healthy at the right time. We had just gotten TJ back. Uh, there yeah. were a lot of things moving in the right direction. But in the end, we didn't get a chance to really punch our mark to the playoffs. You notice a
0: difference, different confidence with him in this offseason now that he's the starting quarterback, that he's played a lot. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, I think he's asking a lot more questions. Um, you know, higher level questions. It's not just what am I seeing here? You know, you know, what different looks am I getting? I think he's asking the questions to be more twofold where it's, you know, how can I dictate a defense? And, you know, having that, um, you know, year under his belt, uh, I think is going to, you know, really move the group forward. Um, And, you know, the great thing about it is we have a guy like Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph who have experience at at starting this league. So, you know, that room consists of, you know, three good offensive minds that are going to be pushing the quarterback position forward.
0: One thing feeling that I could never shake when I was just a scout, if being at practice, when a guy would go down or at a game and a guy would go down, you're in the league long enough, whether it's a coach or a player, you know, I don't think you ever get numb to it, but last year when TJ has that injury, you know, you've been in the league a long time. I mean, he's clearly on the short list of just impact star players, and his talent Mm -hmm. is undeniable. Is is that something that because it's so easy, next man up. Well, it's like there's not a next man up for a guy like that. Is is that just obviously it's a gut punch, but how do you move on? And then you hope he comes back, but How do you deal with something like that when a player of that level or caliber and you've dealt with it in the past with Ben when he's gone down, but
1: how do you deal with it? You know, I think it comes down to everybody just staying locked in Um, that first game of the year. We were, you know, we were in a tight one with the Bengals and I think we had like 90 plays on defense. It was a hot one, too. So we had to, you know. Uh, just buy into what we're doing. I think a lot of guys think they have to play out of character um, when one guy goes down. But I think with our defense, the best thing you can do is play up to your ability, play, play what you're supposed to. Um, We don't need you to, you know, do a million things and uh, you know, try to play out of character and try to be the next TJ Watt. Nobody's asking you to do that. Um, And so, you know, when we did have success, it was guys just doing their jobs, not trying to do TJ's job, not trying to replace the void. Um, You're not going to replace a void like that. So we have to mix it up and do things a little bit different. You look at a guy like Alex Highsmith really stepping up in that. You know, I know the record didn't speak for it when TJ was out, but you look at a guy like Alex Highsmith uh, going for 14, 15 sacks. uh, You know, he answered the bell and was ready to, you know, really seize that moment.
0: How good do you think this defense can be this fall? You just mentioned him. TJ Healthy now. Minka, ever since you got him, is just a flat-out star. You know, no big deal. You've just got back-to-back, double-digit sack seasons, still kicking ass, taking names. Uh, Just Terrell Austin, you know, coming back as a defensive coordinator. It wasn't that. I was thinking about it this year, or, I mean, when I was looking at his name as your defensive coordinator, it wasn't that long ago that he was viewed as, like, the next star defensive head coach back when he was with the Lions. So, you know, you have a big year. Who knows? He could go off and be a head coach really quickly. Um, You know, how good, how high is the ceiling for this defense with the unit and the
1: players you have? What what, what did Jordan say? The ceiling is the roof. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, I think for us, um, it's just about answering that call every single week. Um, Do we have the talent and we have the guys to do it? Yes. But it's something that has to be answered every week. You know, I don't think uh, the best defense is crowned after one week. And I don't think it's crowned after two weeks. Um, To be the best defense in our league, uh, you need a crown on your head uh, that's saying you're the Super Bowl champion. And, you know, to do that, you got to do it every week. We can't be taking weeks off. We can't have those blunders where, you know, a running back, you know, had some yards. Uh, It's got to be consistently, um, you know, our goal to – dominate uh, every which way on defense because we have the guys that do it, you know, making the back end, um, you know, our inside linebackers, our corners with Pat P uh, our outside linebackers with um, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, uh, myself, Larry Ogunjobi have to lead the crew. Um, We have leaders at every spot that, you know, there shouldn't be look, looking around for looking for others to do it. We we should be able to do it. Do
0: you guys start implementing anything in the off season when you have a uh, week one opponent? That's an uncommon opponent, like the 49ers to just you do know, some think, base stuff. I like, did you do any of that in OTAs or is that something that you get into training camp?
1: That's more individually. I think um, right now, I think coaches break it down individually. Don't always share with players and players do it individu- individually as well, just to really, you know, become familiar with their opponent. So you can really start to gauge where you need to go and what you got to take advantage of and what they're going to do. Um, You know, 49ers are a really good team. Um, You know, they got one of my guys and Javon Hargrave over, over there now. and Monster. Uh, Yeah. And to go along with that, you got Nick Bosa. So, you know, you got two guys that can easily go off for two to three sacks a game. So um, we we got our work cut out for them. But, uh, you know, I think everybody's just really looking at tape by themselves and seeing how they can develop and and be better uh, going into that week one.
0: Like when you have teams in your division that make coordinator changes like the Ravens, for example, now that we know Lamar's coming back, but they get a new offensive coordinator or even like the Browns. I know you played them at the end of the year when Deshaun was back, but it's kind of hard to judge them given how far is, is that something you keep an eye on and over the off season, start making mental notes to offensive schemes with with new coaches coming in on a team? Obviously it's not just your rival, but it's a team you
1: play multiple times a year. You know, I, I think right now you kind of look, try to look at that. Uh, It can be tougher because there's not a lot of film in that system with those group of guys individually. You can look at those players and say, this is what they're capable of. This is what they've done. This is what they've shown on tape, but you know, in a different scheme um, I'm really big on looking at preseason tape. Um, You know, week one is always a blunder because there are a million things going on and Everybody thinks they they have the smartest uh, playbook going in. And so they're going to try a million things, try to confuse you. uh, But you have to stay true to your technique and your craft and um, can't take as many chances in that week one because, you know, so many guys are dialing up things. You think the Ravens who
0: their offense, once they got Lamar implemented, was pretty unique relative to the rest of the NFL in terms of their
1: run scheme? You, you have to think so, you know, I think, yeah, do you
0: th- but do you think that stays because they've talked about, I don't know, you follow like some of us do the headlines. They're going to get a little more pass happy that maybe the run scheme, Do they become like a, you know, four, five wide
1: receiver, spread it out offense, which feels like you guys <laughs> wouldn't complain about. Yeah, that that is the complete opposite <laughs> of the Ravens. You know, you look at those games; they're they're going out there with three tight ends, two tight ends, and a, a fullback. Um, how many teams were carrying a fullback in the NFL last year? Not that many. No, and so you know they had a recipe for success, um, and they were doing it without Lamar half of the year. So it, it's going to be different for them, but you know. I wonder if there's going to have to be a mixture of both, whether it's staying on the same page that you had last year, adding some things, adding some wrinkles because that running game is is second to none, man. They, they, it's not often that you get, you know, multiple running backs, uh, your quarterback running for a bunch. Um, That's very rare in our league because quarterbacks don't last long when you do that, but we'll see what they're going to do going forward. I think Lamar said he wants to throw for 4,000. So, or 6,000, you name it. So (laughs) we'll just be ready for it all. Do you
0: know that Angie's list is now Angie, your home for everything home. Listen, as someone who's been looking to buy a place and wants to do big projects, once I do close on a house, I don't know where to start. Who am I going to contact? Angie can help you get the best price for your product. They have access to hundreds of thousands of pros and they make it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure the job is done well. And here's the other thing. The pros in their network are locally based. They have been rated and reviewed by others in your area who have actually used their service. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the website, you could have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. How awesome does that sound? Here's the thing. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's
1: A-N-G-I dot com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last year, you came on about the same time, and we talked about your brother being drafted. And one of the cool moments during the 2022 season, I vividly remember, was you walking off the field with Mike Tomlin. Your brother had scored on that game in Atlanta, his first career touchdown. Just talk to me about that game, that lead-up to that game, that moment with him doing that, and then that kind of that walk-off that kind of went viral for us on the outside to see, because it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, uh, that week was pretty special. I think we all had circled that week in my family. Um, My wife had even flown down for the game. She never flies for any of the games, so she knew something was going to happen. But, you know, uh, going down to where me and my brother grew up, uh, where our dad played uh, for the Falcons, um and you know we got a chance to go to his his uh resting place, um his gravesite, and you know, we just got to spend some time with him. Um but never did in my life that I thought that, you know, in the game I got in a sack and you know, then they had the punt. And then the next series, Connor goes down and scores scores a touchdown. Um, and it kind of hit me all at once. I wasn't expecting it to hit me because I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, but you know, um, you know, it was really cool to see him score his first touchdown. Um, and then I started seeing videos and it was kind of like Connor had scored the same way that my dad had scored his first touchdown. Wow. And so, you know, and then Connor's telling me after the game, um, Kenny came up to him and said, we're going to get this win for you guys. We're going to get this, you know, be ready because I'm, I'm going to throw you the ball. And so, you know, all these different things were going into it. And um, I broke down and cried in the middle of the game. I cried like a baby. And I'm trying to hide and there's cameras around. And I'm like, maybe they didn't get me. And then, you know, the social teams come to me. We got you. You know, we're going to show you to you later. But, uh, you know, it was just an unbelievable moment. Uh, friends and family were all there. Um, and we got the W on top of that. So, you know, it, it was a, I don't like to call it a storybook ending, but it was a, a nice chapter to go along in the book.
0: Did it become more normal as the season went along playing with your brother?
1: Or is it still something that you think about? Like, this is still pretty crazy. Well, we we got done working out today and, you know, just having those moments of when we're just working out and, you know, having those moments of just like, like when he's frustrated a little bit, I can just, you know, give him that extra wis- wisdom What he's doing stuff, right. Um, yeah. You know, because I yeah. didn't have that growing up. I didn't have that when I got into the league. Um, but, you know, being able to share with him all this different knowledge. And, you know, it, it's funny. I feel like for every rookie, uh, there is, you know, these hurdles during a season um, and they don't expect it, but it happens. And, you know, I had, I got a chance to reiterate to him. I was like, aren't you just light years of where you were? A year ago, and he's like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm in better shape. I'm I know the playbook a lot better, and you know I'm like, dude, believe in that. Like, you know, you you are thriving right now. You are doing things the right way, and so I'm excited for him. You know, it, it's really cool. I get to be a fan of him on Sundays, and I get to be his teammate too. So uh, I can't. I don't tell him that often. Um, usually in practice, I'm giving him hell or you know talking a whole bunch of crap." You know, because he's on offense, I'm gonna let him hear about it more. And uh, you know, when he does drop the ball, which is rarely, uh, it's just it's opening Pandora's box for me, and I just get to let him have it. You know, you brought up something that I think a lot
0: of us that have never played, you know, in the NFL, just oh, the rookie wall. He's hitting the rookie wall. What is the rookie wall, and like why? Cause some guys don't hit it right. They have unreal rookie seasons, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it feels like most guys go through a little lull, maybe, I don't know, after Halloween or in the middle of November, is it the length of the season is it the physicality of the game? Is it the, is it the scheme element of the depth of a playbook?
1: What, what ultimately is the rookie wall? I think it's a cumulative effect. Um, I don't think it's just one thing, you know, cause I think it hits guys in completely different ways whether it's an off field thing and you're just trying to stay focused, but you're exerting so much energy and, you know, you can, you know, run yourself into the ground a little bit. You see so many guys, like, I feel like you could be after practice, you could be knocked out on the floor. It's just, you can start to see guys feel it. And um whether it's after games and you're just exhausted, uh, but there's, it's just about, you know, I feel like after that, you're able to bounce back a lot more because you have to know what to expect. I think the unknowingness of the season and all the twists and turns and playing on a Thursday night and playing on Sunday, Monday, uh, you can never really catch your bearing until you get used to the the chaos that is the NFL. I think embracing that your second year, your third year, and knowing what you're getting into – definitely prepares you going forward and, you know, it lets guys know that uh, they can accomplish a lot more. Do you,
0: as a veteran player, obviously get tired during games or whatever, but do you get fatigued as a season goes along or do you understand the marathon of a season at this point and just have a routine and, and unfazed by that, or are you just human? And it's going to hit everyone at
1: some point. I think as veterans, I think you don't get as fatigued. I think you try to embrace it and try to get even in more shape. Um, you know, whether it's week one going to, you know, week 10, there's just a constantly you want to be on the rise. You don't want to be a guy that's you know up and down a roller coaster. You want to be a guy that consistently gets better week in and week out. Um, and that comes with developing a plan. Um, a lot of young guys don't have plans. They don't have regiments they go by, whether it's taking care of their bodies or spending more time before practice or after practice or in the weight room or, you know, in the the film room. There, there are so many different things that, you know, as veteran guys, you cross off your list uh, that helps you prepare that once you do that, you feel more comfortable and more confident in what you're doing. Are you a guy that takes Monday and Tuesday very seriously because,
0: Obviously, you know, you take your craft seriously, but you want to be fresh for Wednesday because practicing and getting ready, you feel more prepared come Sunday. I I heard George Kittle say that it's so important for him to do everything humanly possible to feel fresh by Wednesday because he likes practicing on Wednesday, which leads to confidence as the week goes along leading up to Sunday.
1: Yeah, you know, I think Monday and Tuesday are, you know, what during the season You don't usually get your Monday victory Mondays where you get time off, but even if you do get time off, it's not like I'm really taking time off. It's, you know, getting a workout in, doing some extra cardio, um, you know, finding, you know, getting the cold tub or hot tub, doing contrast, film work, uh, body work, massages, um, you know, taking care of rehab. Uh, you know, that's just to start on week on day one. And then you're just trying to constantly build on top of that, trying to get your body back. That way you can really hit the ground running on Wednesday.
0: Speaking of Monday, and Tuesday, you have, according to the schedule, multiple Thursday games. This season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now uh,
0: I'll uh, see. A I'll of... see you Thursday. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now one of the, the second Thursday game is flexible. I I guess it's potential, but it's, it's you guys and the Patriots. It's not going to get flexed. Right. Your bye week is week six, both your Thursday games come early November and then early December. Initial thoughts when you saw that.
1: Ooh, uh, I probably did one of those. So, you know, you look at that schedule and you're like, um, you embrace the night games, you embrace Sunday nights, Monday nights, Thursday night. When you get an extra one thrown in there, it's just you, you from the going into the game. It's rough because you don't have that much time to prepare, uh, and it's just a constant. Let me shove everything into about two to three days to get me ready for Thursday. There's not even really a practice; it's just walkthroughs at that point. Yeah. Um. But on the backside, it's it's pretty nice, man. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can really, you know uh, recover good. If you can make it out some of those times, you know, you get a lot of blowouts and the team that gets the blowout is able to rest your guys a little bit quicker and then, you know, uh, take advantage of the time. But man, if you're in a, a, a rough one, uh, it's, you know, it's mano a mano. It's, it's both teams, you know, worn down. So, uh, but out of it, you're, you're really appreciate that time to really recover. Did you see
0: Jason Kelsey's take on that he thought anyone who was anti Thursday night game was kind of full of shit because he loves them because if you're able to win it you just put all your chips in the middle of the table you get the, kind of that mini bye week and like we said your your bye week is week 6 but if you win that Titans game the first Thursday night game you basically get multiple kind of a second bye week back you know in like a 4
1: week span yeah, let's just be addicted to winning at that point because, yeah. you know, you want that time off uh, and, you know, you want a good, you know, want a good stench. If you lose out of that, that's a lot of time to just keep, you know, glossing over the same mistakes. Um, you know, I think Kelsey's, uh, you know, O-linemen, they they like to, they don't have to run as much, so they're okay with that.
0: <laughs> now, in both, both those Thursday night games, Assuming the Titans are still a run heavy team. And obviously, the Patriots are going to be a pretty run heavy physical team. I mean, those those are going to be two
1: physical games. Yeah. And, you know, luckily, it's not the Baltimore Ravens game because, man, um, uh, we've had plenty of those. You know, Cleveland's like that as well. So you really got to, you know, just prepare your body for war (laughs) and, you know, that struggle.
0: I like it, you know, when you guys play like on Thanksgiving or Thursday night game against the Ravens on Thursday night, us sitting on the couch, you know, turkey hangover and you guys are just laying it on the line, you know, you, you guys like it. And then we have
1: Thanksgiving the day after and then I get to watch everybody else. That's the only part I like another big story.
0: I'm sure you've seen around the league. Some of these guys getting suspended for gambling. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I think there was a recent story last week that a either a rookie around the league, the name hadn't come out that had lost like eight million dollars. Cause I, technically I think you guys are allowed to gamble on other sports, just not football. I think there are a lot of people screaming out on the internet whether it's fair or not, because the NFL's in bed now with these gambling companies, though through the salary cap, you benefit the revenue the players do, right? It gets distributed. But First and foremost, do you feel pretty knowledgeable every single year with the Pittsburgh Steelers? They talk pretty, you know, specifically about the do's and don'ts when it comes to gambling, especially
1: now that it's legal. Yeah, you know, we have security meetings every year since I've been in the league, and we talk about you know gambling, uh, not being in the sports book. All you know, I feel like the rules do change a little bit with you know how much. Um, gambling is part of our league now. Yeah. Um, but you know
0: some of these stadiums have sports
1: books in them now. Which is wild. <laughs> I know it's wild. Nice. <laughs> you know, I talked to some of my friends and they're like, they show me like the basketball side of it. And I'm like, guys, this is way too much. Like you're 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 looking for triple doubles. You're looking for, you know, him him to hit these points. And then, you know, you start hearing about um all the different you know, options they have along with it. I just, if if you want to remain clean in it, just don't do it at all. You know, I think we're we're paid handsomely for what we do, but, um, you know, I know I understand we're competitive in everything we do, but when you start messing with the the gambling side, it becomes very wonky and, you know, exposes yourself up to, you know, a whole lot of stuff that's not good for our league. Do you have any problem
0: with the NFL doing business with these companies and then kind of mandating it to the players. You can't gamble clearly on your own team. But even if you wanted to gamble, one thing a guy got in trouble for was making a college bet from the facility. I, I think it's one of the Lions guys. So he wasn't even gambling on the NFL. He was just gambling on a college game, which some could say he was a rookie. still knows guys you know, that are playing in college. Maybe, you know, quarterbacks out or something inside information. I think technically they're very sensitive about that type of stuff.
1: So that's a little bit different. I think you know, when you look at the NFL, you're like, eh, you're allowed to gamble and literally look at the product as it going. I can't gamble on a college game that I have no out. I have no desired outcome that I don't have any insider information. But I just, um, you know, it, it's it's such a tightrope to walk, and you know, the rules are ever changing. But I guess we're exposing ourselves to that with having, you know, the casinos and having different, you know, um, you know, different streams of revenue in our game. And so you have to it's just we have to keep our eyes and ears open because, you know, it's speaking to the crowd, not just one person.
0: Before gambling became so prevalent as a player, it's not like you're locked into we're a 10 point underdog or we're a five point favorite, right? So when people would ask you that specifically, probably the media or even a buddy, like you're a big underdog, did you even know what that meant
1: specifically to the line? John, I, I kid you not. They brought it up on my podcast and I was like, what are y'all talking about? I'm worried about the W. I don't give a damn about what the point spread is or you I'm talking the Bro, <laughs> bro you, they tried to say, hey, say this, like, you know, you know, say you're an underdog, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't ever believe I'm an underdog. And you know, you can sit up there and look at what Vegas does, but that's just not me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a story clearly not going to go away, just because every year it seems like younger players. You know, a little probably you've been in it long enough and heard, seen it all. Yeah, some of these younger guys are just gonna you get money for the first time. Well, nils, I think, changing the game. Right? I mean, you just. Didn't you just draft a guy from Georgia? I think he, you know he's not he's not coming in broke.
1: Yeah, uh, GP. Uh, I think all all the Georgia guys never never had to worry about you know no. a meal or anything. So I think they were pretty well suited going into the league.
0: Well, I'll get you out of here on this. You got a rookie scouting report on your uh, on your first round offensive
1: lineman. You know, I, I love his. I love his tenacity. He's got a good body. Um, you know, he's able to move well, quick feet. Um, and there's just things he's going to keep working on. Um, I don't like to you know gas the rookie and just give him all the keys to the car, but uh, he, he's he's setting himself up nice, and you know he's going to be a big player uh, down the road. In general, with the draft class, I mean, you're
0: with one of the teams that's probably known in all of sports as one of the best drafting, you know, organizations top to bottom, any position, do you have a good idea right away or do you have to see in pads or even preseason games before you feel confident like telling a buddy or telling an assistant coach, like, I think we got some or we might have some
1: problems here. O-line or just, you know, when you really look in the trenches, I look at games and, you know, in pads because, you know, there's plenty of guys who are you know, underwear, Looks sweet
0: standing there. Yeah. yeah
1: like you, you start doing that cute stuff and then somebody hits you in the face and then you just completely just can't do anything after. I, I think that says a lot about you being able to see how you react to certain situations really tells us if you're ready for those moments. So we'll, we'll see what we got in preseason. Um, and then, you know, you, when you really put the pads on and you're in those bright light moments and you've got a guy injured and you step in, are you ready for that moment? Are you ready to seize that? Um, one thing coach T R says, one man's misfortune is, is another man's treasure. And so that's just about seizing that moment and really understanding this might be my only moment. I got to make the most out of it.
0: Do you have a calendar that you mark X every single day with that circled training camp day one starting? I got to check into Latrobe or
1: are you at that age yet? You know, where you're like kind of peeking, or has that always been something in the back of your mind? I I think it glooms, but you know, in my mind, I'm just – I'm taking it day by day. You know, I'm working on my craft and just embracing the grind I'm on right now. Um, You know, I feel like, you know, you can start at the beginning of the the season, the off season and just, you know, get to this moment and be like, oh man, you know, time has passed by. It's right around the corner, but there is a lot of work that can go into play that I'm just looking forward to hitting right now. Yeah. Well, uh, stay healthy. Have a good,
0: have a good summer. And I I think I speak for everyone. Week one niner Steelers, you talk about an old school some bodies getting hit that's i already got that bad boy circled i can't wait that's one of yeah. the be- it's got
1: to be one of the better games of the first week dude two good defenses they're just gonna you know have it out and so i'm looking forward to it well good luck this uh upcoming season i look forward to watching you guys play appreciate you thank you for having me on <laughs>